Yo, 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 what is up? It's Coach Max here, School of Hard Knocks. This is episode 32, and this is a roadie. We on the road with Mr. Scuba. Say what's up. What up, what up? Rafa. What's up, guys? Edna. What's going on? The one and only. Oh, <laughs> so romantic. So, this episode is a little different. We took a road trip to the UT Athletic Performance Clinic where we got to experience a bunch of speakers talk about different topics in our field, exercise science and the latest things that are happening in the Kines world. Um, people that have been in the biz for how long, Scoop? Shoot, 30 years with Dr. Wilson. 30 years plus, so... We got to really learn from the minds of individuals who maybe seen it all, you know. And um, it was a great experience. I think uh, we all learned a little something and the podcast is going to kind of flow through maybe some of our favorite speakers, some little golden nuggets that we maybe are taking home with us and going to share with you all today. Um, so kind of want to pass it off to Rube real quick because of the fact that He's actually been to this clinic, I think, six times? Uh, either five or six, I can't really recall. But the uh, first one was about six years ago. It was just literally Coach Rod, uh, Coach Matt Barba, and Starkey. Yeah, the first one, and that was actually the first one for UT as well. Um, a little different from the years that have gone on, but been good every year it's a home run every year is a great things to bring back and yeah it's it's pretty cool to come experience stuff from guys and girls and doctors and all over the field of what we do it was man i think uh walking into the stadium i mean edna and rafa and myself dude that was our first time going man so i really wanted you guys to experience just that first <laughs> and take it in and be like oh wow because it's, it's really different being in there when no one's there like actually like a hundred thousand fans to like just us it's different you know it was definitely special man what you think of that trophy room rafa it was badass man i, I mean it's overwhelming it's a lot of trophies um <laughs> shit it was just it went on and on and on different sports different fields it was nice it was awesome it was never ending man i felt yeah. like i keep going into like different rooms and there was just more trophies and more trophies i think that one of the coolest things was just being in the presence of a, of a school that has just has so much history behind it. You know what I mean? Baby girl, what you think of the trophy room? <laughs> the trophy room was awesome. I agree with Rafa in the sense that to see that a school or I guess a program that designs or like so many amazing athletes come out of that specific program, it makes you think, okay, what are they doing here that's different? Like UT has a legacy in every sport like freaking basketball volleyball track rowing so what are their coaches doing or how much uh money are they investing in finding like the greatest techniques um and not just sticking to the comfortable or what we know as coaches always wondering like what can we do next like how can we improve these athletes how can we work on the little things so we can have the best freaking athletes so I mean, the trophy room is just a visual of... The success. Yeah, like, of everything that they've been doing over time. So if you're an Aggie, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never been to that trophy room. But, you know, what's up, Rafa? I think uh, you can appreciate and you can see the hard work and, you know, that all the athletes put in 
and that's how it shows you know seeing those those trophies and those those awards that it's, it's amazing like oh like oh shit like if you put in the work you know you'll see the results and those are the results that are in yeah it was awesome like i've never been to a uh i've never been there so when i first got there i was like oh shit it's, this is badass like i want to go back to watch a game <laughs> yeah you know, a ut game Ooh, that would be fucking dude, awesome dude i know man when i saw that stadium i was like whoa like this is the stadium just empty nice and quiet but i can imagine when it's just raging with fucking uh, thousands of people you know what i'm saying um so the coolest thing is you know we went to this this uh clinic and we got to hear these people speak that had very different perspectives than what we may be reading some of the books um these days um we're gonna start with i think the first presentation chris corfist was his name chris corfist i think this was the one that caught your attention the most or who um if you're asking me yes oh he was definitely a very interesting presenter he kind of had a background like on speed training and he has his own school slow guy running running or slow slow speed slow slow guy speed school yeah slow guy speed school um and he pretty much gave us a lot of good information on the importance of incorporating speed training into programming um, and the biological need that our body has to run fast. Like, yes, like, for example, us, that we do functional movement, like at Hard Knocks, or, you know, like, we like to lift weights and, and do all this crazy stuff. That, that's all great, but are we running fast? Are we feeding in these, like, biological needs that our body already has? Like, we're, we're designed to run. We're designed to run fast because there's things that threaten us. And not only are we designed to run fast, but are we running properly? Yeah. Um, so he went and he dabbled into just a couple of little things that we can improve um, to our technique and our programming um, at the gym and at the personal level so we can be just broader athletes. I, I think he gave a really good metaphor that said um, the fitness is like opening windows and the more windows you open, the more windows you get to access. So like now you now that you, are a better runner for example a lot of things are going to improve um other elements of fitness so that was pretty cool i like that yeah i thought that was a really good on how he trains people who aren't fast to get faster so rafa what was your biggest takeaway um in in that it was pretty interesting when he talked about the height the particular requirements so when we we tend to run we tend to run sometimes looking down and kind of like think about a horse race when they have you know their eyes covered so they just look down in a straight path so it was interesting we said that we need to train like running in curves or making those turns so that way a vestibular opens up systems opens up when we're actually running straight we can see everything around us. Everything you know, around the horizon. We're around, so oh, we man. tend to yes, run a little dude. bit more faster because we're training goal. our system to when we're doing those turns or those zigzags or those curves, and we, we run straight forward. It just seems easier, and we can run, you know, and it just makes it easy. Yes. So that kind of goes back into creating variance within your sprint training as well, and. You don't get faster in sprinting just by running sprints all the time. Just like you don't get better at CrossFit doing CrossFit all the time or 
whatever it is that you're doing. Like you got to have some variance and break down the running into smaller components so that you can train these things. Like one of the simple drills that this guy does was he makes his athletes pull sleds with shit overhead, right? Creating a bunch of instability so that the lower body has to work more, right? And then he was able to fix your gait patterns through these simple exercises without ever doing anything too boring, right? Like, what would you guys think of some of the uh, exercises you displayed? Yeah, those exercises, I think uh, a lot of the overhead stuff, it's a lot of core stability. So I, I, I like those, really like those, because it makes you think at the yes. same time, like, okay, I gotta brace the core, stabilize those muscles overhead. And at the same time, either you're slagging, uh, dragging the sled or, or jumping hurdles, whatever the, the exercise may be. So I That's like insane. that a lot. What'd you think, Scoop? Yeah, I mean, that type of stuff that, we, that he kind of covered, I've looked at in the previous years, and it's straight on pretty cool. I liked it, man, because sometimes running can just, it can get boring, bro. Like, imagine just sprinting all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? What do you think? Adding variables to the sprint or the run, whatever it be, yes. uh, is um, just a challenge of its own. I thought it was great. Um, like, the type of exercise and, and exercises, I'm sorry, and just how he was training certain variables it also teaches us that even when you're an elite athlete because this guy was working with pro athletes and my pro athletes like there's always little things that you can do to tweak and improve your fitness like he went to the t of like improving um like just foot functioning and like using the big toe and like you, uh how far off the ground is your shin uh from the ground like like he's already at that level where he's tweaking like milliseconds from these sprinters in other words there's always room for improvement and right when you think that oh no well like i'm a freaking badass at doing whatever it's like don't get too cocky on yourself like there's always room for improvement there's always room to tweak something new and again in hopes of broadening those fitness windows and getting better at everything Sounds to going back to the foundations and when you think you've mastered it you go back to the basics and master those again right so i thought it what was really cool was he spoke about yes the shin angles but also the inward heel motion planting off the big toe well you know you want to talk about gait, gait <laughs> well, patterns no well, when you sprint he was seeing a lot of patterns of lost power with people externally rotating their feet when they run mm -hmm. and a lot of the fastest spinners like Usain Bolt and all these people that are the Olympics like they have like this inward heel where they're kind of internally rotating their foot and, and gaining power off that I thought that was very interesting like I've only heard about that but I never like had someone explain it to me the way that he did and, and it was really nice to to learn that hey this is one of the ways that you can start to run faster and he, he showed us how to train it and that was tying people up to the heavy sleds and having them just walk in that pattern right and then doing like some isometrics some to, marching yeah like isometrics to get the muscles strong obviously before you start pulling the sleds you need to spend some time in those isometric holds like he was doing simple stuff like having a plate and just stepping your forefoot on the plate like in a split lunge and just holding that shit you know what i'm saying do like a tabata of that and i think you'll be burning you know yeah. what i mean so I think a lot of taboos were broken. Uh, I mean, it only confirms 
a lot of the taboos that we have of fitness because sometimes we think more is more and sometimes less is more in fitness. Um, and like, for example, those iso isometric holds and, and certain movements that were like, really, we're just holding a squat. Really, we're just holding a plate overhead. There's so much like neurology and like improvement that happens in the body just by doing what seems stupid and, and, and just minute. It's like, yes, yeah, something as simple as pushing your toe when you're running can like shave off seconds off your running or can help you know reduce like knee and hip pain and like it was all these crazy correlations but these guys were definitely geeks yes little researchers and scientists but that's what exercise is it's a science it's not just like you said like it's not just sets and reps sets and reps and putting them on a whiteboard and being like all right no <laughs> everything is designed with intent and even then like it's always important to go back and, and analyze how is that going to help the athlete in the long run. Yes. And then just going back and highlighting the vestibular system, team. That is just the way that our body keeps the equilibrium, our balance. So what he's saying is get off balance, baby. Train differently. Do different style runs was the biggest takeaway on that. So I liked Chris Corfis, man. He was really cool. But the next guy was my guy. His name was Dan, Dan Fichter. Yeah, or that Fitcher. That was my Man, what'd you like him about him so much, Rafa? Uh, I, uh, I think there's a couple of things. One of the things that you mentioned is that, and I, I think I've used this analogy before, like the human body is like a race car or like a car, right? I mean, everything may seem okay in the outside, beautiful, nice and beautiful, but if your engine inside is not doing well, then it's not going to properly work you know so that's one thing that we need to work on it's working on those internal things those small things you know that that you may we may think they don't matter but they do matter in the long run you know and then one thing that also he, he's, he also it kind of say with the previous speaker he also talks about the feet that's where everything starts the feet so and we don't think about the feet when we exercise you know but that's probably one of the last things that I was that we think about right like we don't take care of our feet but that's where that's how we stand that's how we walk you know like if we have there's there's no coordination there's imbalance in the feet or we have uh you know ankle ankle issue mobilities and it's gonna reflect transfer on our power cleans on their snatches overhead squats regular squats front squats so and i've i've seen that happen to me so that's where like oh shoot i gotta work on those like i gotta flex my ankles because that's where everything starts right after once you start doing those you're starting incorporating those flexibility those mobilities start exercising you know it's gonna help you i can see right away the difference but if you do it or incorporate it like every day or a couple of minutes a day that's gonna transfer in the long run it's gonna help you immensely immensely man and i think well the guy before chris corfis was working with some guy that had like a 18 inch standing broad jump and then he worked with them for like six months or something and then that 18 inch went to like 22, 22 feet or something or whatever it was like that was a great uh one more thing i, I want to add yeah go for but it also same thing analogy comparing their car with the human body um, if when you have your car and you have you have four tires right those are our feet so if one tire is, has low pressure eventually you're going to start feeling it right or it's going to your car's not going to run properly. Same thing with our feet, right? If there's some issues and we don't take care of it right there and then, 
we're gonna compensate with the other side and then eventually something's gonna go wrong with that wrong one and then that's yeah. where issues knee issues start come up hip issues low back so yes. take care of it before it's broken yes that was good scuba what was the takeaway on that one man just literally what he said like take care before you break it uh, i mean i've gone through my stuff to share with the feet and where you know you need to kind of do that homework and stuff before even even be if you don't have an injury you know keeping up to date with it you know really is what we should be doing dude what do you think about those fucking tests that he did in front of us man that there were like so neurological <laughs> man what do you think of that bro it, it was neat to see because i mean such simple things can literally change um, the way we move or the way the body moves pretty much it was pretty cool it was we gotta bring him cool. back and show some of the clients that are <laughs> so, exp- i mean Go for it. yeah I was going to say, let's explain what we saw. So he was explaining pretty much the connection, the, the sensory chain that develops through the feet and the eyes. Like he gave a metaphor where it's like our eyes are the steering wheel, our feet are the tires of our car, right? Which is kind of like what Rafa was saying. Um, and he did all these tests or assessed some people live in the crowd and like pretty much turned on muscles with just simple... <laughs> little exercises um, and it's impressive to see how quick the body is to respond when you just invest a little bit of time I mean you you would have had to be there to really understand but I'm sorry <laughs> the amount of sensory improvement Input. that happens yeah 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 so one of the first tests was some guy from the crowd had right side shoulder pain and he gave him a little test a little assessment here and his pain level was about a five so he, he was started to mess with his opposite side. So if pain was on the right, he started messing with the left. And he did a couple of five, like five repetitions of an exercise where he was just pushing into the guy's hand. And then he retested the right side and the pain was gone. <coughs> and everybody was like, what? Right? It was pretty crazy. But the, the reasoning behind that team was pretty cool. And it's about how the brain works. And it's like knowing, knowing what to do. You know what I'm saying? And all he did was... He, knew, he knows that 10% of the input comes from the right side brain and it's going to connect to the left side extremity. But 90% of that input is going to go down the right side and shut off pain receptors. So what he did was he used the right side brain to interact with the left side body to shut off the right side pain. <laughs> it was Sending of receptors on the right side exactly. and blocking that pain on the and blocking the pain now it's not a permanent thing you know there's a lot of things that still need to be addressed but just doing that it, it, it was amazing in front of the crowd he also did another one where he laid someone on the table internally rotated their legs just pointing toes like pigeon style and the left leg was a little tighter than the right side right so then what he did was he just pumped the right ankle and then boom shit was normal again everybody was mind blown but as soon as you get upright and take the step it goes back right because again the neural connection everything that you do on the table with the patient that's in pain as soon as they stand up it's going to go right back to it so they were just implementing hey you need to train on your feet and use your feet pretty much man so it was just mind-blowing so what else did you guys take away from this guy because he was a handful of knowledge 
Um, one of the things that, I mean, he mentioned was the importance of, I guess, working on that hand-eye coordination or hand-foot coordination. Just the importance of the eyes and overall fitness. Um, our eyes help us navigate through life, through movement. Um, once again, just because of primitively, that's just how we're designed to, to look away, to, to detect fear and, and threat. Um, and we don't really think about training eye muscles necessarily, but eyes and, and coordination have a lot to do. Um, so we have to take the time to pretty much incorporate that into our fitness regimen um, and practice on our coordination through certain certain exercises. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, the eyes and the feet are huge. What we learned from this guy and. It was insane to see how he did some tests where he had some guy close his eyes and he had his fingers pointed uh, straight at like like at the crowd and it was crazy to see his vestibular system start to work like Rob had mentioned earlier on how it was imbalanced like his left arm or finger started to sway away from his right side. So then this guy was just using that as a test to locate imbalances in the body and then later on you know you can train them so yeah like your left your your left eye goes one way and so will your yeah. left leg like it's insane it's super weird man but again um, like they were explaining it so well we're just such an like an aha yeah. moment for us and i guess in how it's related to fitness that's why whenever we we talk about lifting weights we're like straight look forward like where your eyes go that's where your body will go that's why we say face forward when you're lifting like don't look up don't look down like that's the barbell pattern will follow so will your body so eyes you can you technically you can work on them right through coordination and through little activities um taking some time to rest your eyes too because a lot of the times they're just working all the time so just closing your eyes in the middle of your day kind of let, letting them rest because those octo uh, suboccipital muscles suboccipital muscles thank you are always working in the back of your neck so that was interesting that guy definitely had us alert and on the edge of our seat the whole time we were just jotting <laughs> down notes it was good yes 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 so like basically if you were to just get your index finger and middle finger put them on the back of your head right in that little curvature there and just like look up look down look side to side move in circles with your eyes you can kind of feel those muscles contract and move so the eyes man they go so so far into the system that we just overlook them in the training world and that's why some of these drills like hand-eye coordination are so important because sometimes we kind of live in the same routines and same patterns where we're just constantly stimulated by the same things so then we just lose other things right team so we need to gain it back and sometimes these eye exercises are the way you know we're gonna have to learn more about that though y'all so sure. the next uh speaker was sherry walters sherry walters and she was actually from a&m university she was a pt and i think an athletic director tra athletic trainer man this lady was awesome um well you, like, you really liked her because i guess she comes from a more of a rehab background um and i know max has this big like get stretchy thing going on at the gym and just everywhere that he goes he's preaching the get stretchy ways um, and she was just teaching about the importance of body maintenance and identifying those weaknesses and, and, and pretty much working on what your body is asking you. <clears throat> what I found most interesting about her was when she brought up all that baby research, right? She pretty much displayed uh, how babies go from 
laying on their backs, which like literal, literally no movement. First thing they start doing is they start moving their head, rolling around, using their knees, crawling, standing up into cobra, and eventually running, right? Yeah. Um, it's just very biological positions that sometimes we forget to do because we're too busy sitting or like going to work or everything. So she went, she dug deep into just very natural positions that our body is designed to be able to do for the long run but reflexive positions mm, I think. reflective yeah reflexive positions that were catered to just bringing back certain muscular activation patterns to life like there was one for the lower traps where she kind of had you get like in a, in a mini cobra almost and push down on your elbows that was all this crazy stuff but i think the coolest thing was is she was so far advanced in her rehab that she used the most simplest things to correct dysfunctions. Like, usually we look for the most complex programmer. Like, we try to do the hardest, most difficult exercises to fix the problem when sometimes it's just as literal as doing a bird dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fucking an isometric plank, you know? Um, she called this thing a D DNS lunge. All these crazy things that, that she did, man. And... What I thought was pretty interesting was how she was able to integrate some of these kind of like baby patterns in her training and like get people to to fix themselves, man, with just five, six repetitions. Rafa, what was that thing we did, man? What did it do to you, bro? Tell, oh. tell the crowd, bro. So... We used the band. She, she talked about uh, someone... Yeah, if you have your hamstrings tight, uh, tight hamstrings... Uh, automatically, I mean, I would just start stretching those hamstrings, right? Reach it to the floor and then just doing a couple of sets of a couple of, uh, you know, five, six reps and then repeating it. But then she demonstrated with one of the people from the crowd, like, okay, you have tight hamstrings and never, it didn't even cross my mind, right? She got a banded resistance band, uh, both hands, and then kind of extension, extension of the band and then pulling out towards the side and then did a couple of reps just standing up and that was with that simple exercise i was able well before that i was reaching down to my hamstring to see how tight it was and it was all about uh, just a little bit about no, not yeah. about my, my ankle so that was it that was where i have to go after that I did those exercises i was able to reach all the way to the floor i was like holy yeah. shit like like exercises that i was doing with my hands you know upper body upper body stuff was Transferred transferring over, over my hamstrings right lower body stuff so i was like oh this is new this is awesome right <laughs> so what did it do on on rachel i wobbled her ankles around um and that was the den fitcher test he he said like you know your your foot your feet are, are disaligned sometimes look check it out by putting pressure on the feet you're able to align them so there was a whole bunch of magic happening but um, what Rafa, I guess the, the exercise Rafa's talking about is sometimes we stretch out a muscle and because that's what hurts or that's what's tight, but sometimes turning on other muscles will help release other muscles. So what Rafa did with that banded uh, pull-aparts was he pretty much just turned on his core, his abs, and hence he was able to release a lot of the pressure happening in his hamstrings. So from that lady... Uh, Sherry, what was her name? Sherry Williams? Sherry Walters. Sherry Walters. Um, I like that she she, tra she trains, I mean, with... She trains some baseball players and softball players, and she was saying 
a lot of the times as coaches, for example, if you have a baseball player, you will have that baseball player, you know, throwing balls over and over again. Why? Because it's a lot of shoulder activity and things like that. But you don't have to necessarily do the same pattern of movement because that's what an athlete does. You can pretty much activate by doing alternative movements, like a lot of isometric holds, for example. Um, even though they're not what you see like in a game, you're not pitching balls all day, but maybe you can be doing like some bear crawls or something that still activates your shoulders, shoulder taps, because it's just, a, yeah, it's different. Yeah, when that different kind of stimulus is going to give your body a different feel, a different, you know, um, structure physiologically, you know what I mean? Um, a cool thing that I thought she brought up too is when we were down in the uh, weight room when we were doing the demos with Donnie, she kind of called him out and was like, hey, get back on that Swiss ball, do a plank on it, but lift your right foot off of the floor about, what, a cell phone? Like about a cell phone yeah, width, a right? Of inches, a couple yeah. of like centimeters off. And the dude was just super wobbly. So she's like, see, this response right here, I would not let my people go back to running. And I was like, wow, just a simple test because it just shows how stable the body is in the moment. And running is just a whole bunch of single-legged hops propelled forward. So if your muscles are unstable, imagine going for that three-mile run, your pain's going to come back. You know what I mean? So her thing was just real big on rehab, making sure that the athletes get back to... Um, their sport but also giving them a couple of golden nuggets themselves to where they know how to take care of their body and, and, and turn these muscles back on but mainly through some neurological components man um, which is pretty cool so anything else on that presentation guys anything that cut your all's mind um definitely a lot but retention is really tough <laughs> there was a lot of hours there. Yeah, was, sure. yeah, that was a lot of time. But yeah, and then after those presentations, man, we took a little walk down the city. Where we go to lunch? Went to Black's Barbecue. Yeehaw, baby! <laughs> I had never been there. Scuba said he had Rafa. No, I never been there. Been there. That that place was really good, man. Hands I down. have gone. <laughs> Edna had been there too. So go to Black's Barbecue if you're an ATX. <laughs> but then upon return, um, we had another presentation with a guy named Daniel Martinez and he was based out of the University of Trinity San Antonio and yeah his um, exercise science uh, master's in exercise science and uh, minor in sports psychology um, he was an interesting dude he pretty much gave us some good golden nuggets on the importance of um, building a rapport and a community with your athletes um, the coaching part is easy and I know that's something that Rod always says he's like coaching is easy like yes like putting crap on the board and stuff that that the programming is easy part it's can you build a connection with um your athletes can you be consistent on it can you um you know build beyond just a gym community and and Dan Martinez definitely uh touch base in that he does a lot of mindset um I guess drills with his athletes takes the time to acknowledge their weaknesses and in a very um, tactile way where he's not just, I guess, you know, as a coach, you know, calling out the weaknesses. It's also about praising the what they've done and building from there. Yes. You're going to say something, Rafa? Yeah, just to add what Edna was saying, just building relationships with the athletes, you know, uh, have, have them feel 
comfortable, you know, you approaching them if you see something that they're still doing something not, uh, you know, correctly and correcting them. And at the same time, have them feel where they feel comfortable approaching you and asking you questions. They're like, hey, you know, can you help me with double unders or what do I need to do? Okay, and then taking the time to to teach them and, and, and give them different ways and tell them, you know what, it takes time. It's not an overnight thing or, you know, you have to actually putting the work right yeah. even though even if it's a couple of minutes before class after class you know put in the work once you start doing that you're gonna see the results i guarantee you you know uh it's, it's like everything else man like if you got to put in the work for what you want you know if you want it that bad you're gonna put in the work you know yeah. it's it's not as easy well, okay you get the jump up you start double making double unders you know 30 minutes you know you gotta you gotta practice 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 the more you do it the, the better you get at it and that's how it is sometimes we want it as fast as we can get it on social media <laughs> amazon <laughs> prime baby i love it you know but it can't happen there's got to be certain adaptations that that occur in the process it's like sometimes they were talking about how sometimes we'll try to get our little ones to walk before a year old but we can't do that because you keep them crawling baby because they're losing a lot of neurological input if you're rushing that and it's the same thing like if you're trying to get these drills and skills down rushing it's not going to make it any better what's going to make it better is the intent how much effort and the quality of that practice that you're putting in so we also had a cool demo um yeah with uh militia melissa smiths and donnie matt mate mate mob mob <laughs> one of those but Scoop, you could talk a little bit on this one, bro, because you've had, like, you have a relationship with Donnie, don't you? And you kind of know him from the past years. What do you think of his clinic this time? Uh, his presentation in general, or like the whole. Let's go with the presentation. Um, it was good. I mean, he, he, and what's the other girl, Melissa? Melissa? Uh, what did they? They went over the mobility the drills. Mobility drills. Yeah. So. I mean. Everything we pretty much that day, he kind of went over like um, across the board. We kind of do know, yeah. you know, we kind of pre prior from going into the wad or whatever like that. But it was good in the sense that the the, tact, the practical stuff coming back to us, we get to see it and visualize it. You know, actually like okay, how do how do they do it here with their main yeah. athletes? You know, how do they put it together? And um, what do they do prior from going into uh, uh, a swim meet or something? Because I mean, yeah. they work with different. Different Swimming, tennis, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah, a lot of the activation work. I mean, beyond the stuff that they do, and they the way they break it down, like okay, this is the swimming, this is the upper body throwers, you know, stuff like that. It's it's pretty neat. It is, and they have to be like super specific in their drills because they don't really get a lot of time, right? They're always pressed for time. They were mentioning like warm ups got to be like ten minutes or less, so they have yeah. to get real creative. So it was yeah. really cool to see that we hard knocks you know we're doing some of the things that that these people were doing bro yeah. you know what i mean it, it it kind of made me feel like hey we're like on the right path you know we're, we're doing good things and if we're showing people these things then we're helping them get better in life you know creating more longevity through almost creating them to be more athletic in a way you know Maybe they don't play basketball. Maybe they don't play tennis. But maybe you're a mom of three, you know. Maybe you're a dad who has, you know, a kid and wants to like 
play baseball with them. Like, this is the shit that we do for you so that you can do that. You know what I mean? So anytime we come with new drills, anytime that we have exercise that we're showing y'all is because it's coming from the heart. <laughs> and from science. And from science. Yes, yes, yes. So I know that, uh, you know, we're coming back. What's up? Oh, sorry. I know that we're coming back from the trip already. And um, we had a great time, great weekend. We do miss the team, though, man. Um, hopefully, next year's UT Clinic, we can get a, uh, most of us to go up there, man. What you think, Rube? Yeah, I mean, we've had big groups to come up, but I mean, obviously, a lot of going on in the month. <laughs> uh, we got uh, next week other coaches leaving and stuff, but it's always a good, you know, that we come out of here and learn a little bit more and stuff like that. And obviously, there's more to come. I know we might go to Dallas again, maybe mm-hmm. to the Dallas mm-hmm. Clinic. Yeah, there's going to be some some good clinics coming up, and I think it's really cool to go to these things because it gives us a chance to bond, hang out, but also bring back knowledge that we learned from the higher-ups, man. You know what I'm saying? The greats. The greats. And shout-out to uh, Gavin and Rachel (laughs) for joining us on this one, man. Uh, Hope you all had fun and learned some stuff. I know that they're real big into it, too, and hopefully we can connect the dots, you know, as we get into the gym. Anything else you guys want to say? Keep it weird. Keep it weird. Keep Brazil weird. Alrighty, y'all. Have a good one. We'll see you and talk to y'all later. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace.